Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at the, how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened lower today following news that the country's economy grew 0.7% on the year for the third quarter of 2023. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.7% to 3,100. 195 points after some 34 million securities changed hands in the broader market. The numbers on the SGX are still firming up, but here's what we are looking at right now. Uh, on my screen, the Straits Times Index down 0.98% at 3,187 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 777 million Sing dollars. Now, gainers trailed losers 234 versus 339. Top 5 movers by Value we have here DBS, UOB, Yangtzeang Shipbuilding, Sing Dollars, Singtel, and OCBC. Heavily traded securities included Citrim, Yangtzeang Shipbuilding, Sing Dollars, and Rex International. Now, in terms of companies to watch for today, we do have Capital Core after its private fund. Uh, said it is acquiring two properties in Australia for 198 million Aussie dollars. Now, meanwhile, the Monetary Authority of Singapore, or MAS, announced ahead of trading hours that it left monetary policy settings unchanged in October. But what bearing will this have on the Singapore stock market? Well, for more, let's speak to Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at CRC joins me on the line. Sunny, welcome. Hi, Tian Tian. Nice to hear from you again. Great to hear from you. And we've got a number of developments out of Singapore. So let's start with that, uh, Sunny. First up, you have we have GDP numbers. The country's economy grew 0.7% year-on-year in Q3, which is an improvement. Now, the second development out today is the MAS decision to keep uh, policy settings unchanged for October, but shift to a quarterly monetary policy statement schedule from next year. So in totality, how should we be reading things then? Okay, so to, this is definitely a good news for Singapore because Singapore mm-hmm. economy fared better than expected in the third quarter, a sign that our recovery is actually gaining more traction. So the GDP in the three months through September grew by about 1% from the previous quarter, according to MTI this morning. Mm-hmm. Compared with a year ago, our economy expanded 0.7%. And analysts quote by Bloomberg only expect a 0.4% median gain. So this is definitely a positive surprise on the upside to our economy and our economy is doing much better. With that uh, being said, sustaining this uh, performance will be challenging because the Singapore largest trading partner, China, is contending with sluggish consumption growth and the real estate slump. And U.S. expansion is also expected to slow down in the coming quarters amid the high interest rate and borrowing costs. So we need to see how well the global demands for goods rebound. And breaking down uh, the MTI numbers uh, this morning, manufacturing yeah. contracted by 5% in the third quarter after a 7.7% decline in the previous quarter. Construction grew 6% after a jump of 7.7% in the previous three months. Services grew 1.9% year-on-year compared to 2.8% in the prior quarter. So this is the second time that MAS kept this uh, policy setting unchanged. So this sustained appreciation of the policy band, right, will actually help us to dampen the imported inflation and curb our domestic cost pressure, thus ensuring uh, further medium-term price stability for our markets. 
and increasing the frequency of its policy statements to quarterly would allow MAS to react more quickly or more nimble in responding to the evolving challenges like the crisis that we face in Middle East right now. So based on the news, which is said uh, as somewhat of a good news today, how did the STI fare so far, given the deluge of information investors received? Any surprise when it comes to the biggest movers though? Yeah, so I heard from you just now that STI dropped about close to 1% today. Yeah. But the overall, this week it is still in the green. The STI ended last Friday at uh, 3,174 points. And going to the close today, we see the STI ending around 3,100 and 87 points, so that is a 13 points gain from last Friday, mm. or around a 0.4% increase for the week compared to last week draw of 1.3%. Looking at the charts technically, the STI is getting some support from the uh, month of May low, we observed this year at about 3,155 points. And the surprise, I would say the biggest winner this week on the STI is uh, ST Engineering, mm. up 13 cents or about 3.39% to $3.97. So this is the highest close that we've seen for ST Engineering since 15 August of last year. And I look at the Bloomberg analysts, uh, they have 11 buy calls, three whole calls with no sell recommendation. So that's definitely good news for ST Engineering, Engineering shareholders. On the other hand, the biggest loser this week is uh, DFI Retail Group, which is down $0.09 cents or about 3.66% to $2.37. Mm-hmm. And global analysts have seven buy calls, one whole calls with no sell recommendation. Right. So let's very quickly zoom in on another company to watch, Sunny, and that is Capital Core because the group's private fund is acquiring two properties in Australia for close to $200 million Aussie dollars and tends to lease them out to educational institutions. How significant is this? Yes, this is a very interesting news. So the uh, the group's private fund, which is the Capital Education Asset Fund, a privately owned fund by Capital Corp, is acquiring, acquiring these two properties in Australia. So this will bring Capital's portfolio of assets in Australia to Aussie dollars 4.8 billion upon completion. Mm. Now, education market is uh, very close to me because I'm, a, I'm an educator as well. Yeah. So this is uh, really a resilient market, I would say. And uh, despite all the economic challenges or changes we face, education market will always be quite stable. So with these education assets, they will offer more stable returns and inflation-adjusted rentals for Capital Corp. I also note that these two Australian assets comes with a very long list and with established uh, tenants. One of them is the University of uh, New South Wales and their campus is just a mere 15 minutes drive from the Sydney CBD. Mm. So this is definitely a prime location property. And mm. the other acquisition is a seven-storey commercial building in North Sydney to be acquired under a forward purchase agreement. The property will come also with pre-commitment from a leading global operator of premium schools on a long-term lease. Yeah. So this will provide Capital Corp with risk-adjusted returns and also provide yield steady cash flow as we na- navigate some of the uncertain times ahead. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sunny So, Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets and Investor Education at SIAS. Well, let's turn our attention to take a look at what's happening around the world. Sunny, China's biggest ride-hailing company, Didi Global, reportedly aiming to list shares in Hong Kong next year, which is a comeback from that ill-fated IPO in New York back in 2021. But the question is, how likely is a Hong Kong IPO though? 
Okay, how likely is this? First thing first, I think we have been looking for a blockbuster IPO in our region for some time now. So a bit yeah. of a history, the Chinese authorities actually forced Didi to delist last year after its debut on the New York Stock mm-hmm. Exchange. And investors saw the company's shares uh, nosedive from a valuation of $80 billion when the Chinese regulators opened a prop into the company days after its US IPO. And the stock now that I checked just is, is only traded over the counter now. And last exchange hands at a $3.36. So valuing the, the firm now at only about $16 billion compared to the $80 billion valuation we saw. So this comeback from Didi is very long awaited and key investors such as SoftBank may be able to recoup some of their losses with this new IPO. And SoftBank have invested about $11 billion in Didi and holds about 20% shares which is now worth about $3.2 billion. And TD market share has also changed in China and declined from 90% to about roughly 70% now. But Beijing now needs the support of private enterprise as their economy is struggling with the real estate downturn. And mm. many companies have seen growing support from the government, particularly in strategic sectors like technology. So I'm really looking forward to this uh, comeback IPO from TD happening very soon. Chances are likely it will happen. Is, is, that, is that the right way that I'm inferring as to what you just said? Yes from some of the Beijing actions now, it seems that yeah. they are more supportive of all these private companies, mm. especially the tech companies. So I think this this chance of the IPO happening is really very uh, very high probability now. Right, we'll keep our eyes on that. And finally, before we let you go, Sunny, forecast topping US inflation report last night seems to have revived fear that the Fed uh, will hike interest rates yet again before the end of the year, perhaps in December. Uh, so what can we expect given that the numbers we saw last night slightly higher, but not that far away from expectations though? Yes, so uh, I think the market is very jittery now also, although we only see a slight pick up, right? So the market actually reacted quite a bit. So what do we expect from the Fed in December this year? I will refer to the CME Fed Watch 2. Mm. Okay, for the November meeting on 1st November, the probability now stands at 90%. So more or less uh, an unchanged kind of a scenario is likely going to happen in, on 1st November and that should already be baked in into the markets right now. Yeah. For December-wise, we see the probability now stands at 67%. So I think that the, the chances are that we may see a rate high or even an unchanged is, is still pretty unclear. Mm. And the chances of the rate high now, 25 basis points to 5.75%, now stands at about 30.5%. So that is like a door half open kind of a scenario. Mm. So as an investor, I would say that uh, we should be prudent. We should not, um, although the majority of the or the major probability are saying on the Fed Watch 2 that we should not see any rate hike happening uh, to the end of the year. Mm. But I think we have to be very cautious over here that uh, things can change. The situation in the Middle East can change and this could have a big changes on the, uh, the Fed uh, outlook for the market as well. So I think we would, we, I would not rule out a, a, a rate hike that we will see in December at 25 basis points. Mm, all right. Thanks a lot, Sunny. Lots to watch indeed, including bank earnings out later tonight as well. Uh, that was Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Sias. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.